police in the morning. When a low-class Saiyan soldier named Bardock unexpectedly inherits the ability to see into the future, his life takes a dramatic turn for the worse. Haunted by visions of his own end as well as the destruction of his entire planet, Bardock sets off on a nightmarish race with fate to avert the impending disaster. But Bardock seems to be stumbling along in a maze of hopeless despair until a vision of his baby son, Kakarot, as a grown man inspires him to change and confront his destiny head on. This is the story of Bardock, the father of Goku. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie Movie Bros. Bros. Here at B-Movie's the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Here we are, week two of uh, this year's December theme, which is childhood memories. And we've got one of Paul's childhood movies that he's probably seen more times than any of us can count. Bardock, the father of Goku. Originally released in 1990 and then released here in the States in 2000. We took a look at the Paul's old VHS copy. That's where you heard the description from. So let's dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties top and bottom three. Paul, your movie, where would you like to start? Let's start with the top first. Go for it. Alright, so number three. This movie has had great action in it. It's got good old classic kind of like Dragon Ball Z music. Not like the when they remade the episodes with the Japanese music, which I still like. But this is where it's like they had like rock music and everything. It's just a very cool vibe of like classic DBZ. This movie did that era that it definitely did that era justice. I was surprised to see in the credits that like one of the songs in the movie was by Sum Forty One. Yeah, like, surprising. Like I mean, I remember my brother listening to Sum Forty One when I was younger. I, I couldn't tell you any other musics, but it's just a, a band that that name stands out to me. Oh yeah, even though it came out in technically two thousands, it's like got such a nineties vibe to it. It's it's fantastic. Number two, so as a kid, I was a huge Dragon Ball Z fan, and it was just awesome finally seeing the backstory of Goku's father and the, planet, and the destruction of Planet Vegeta by Frieza, and even though it like it's a story we already knew, it was told in a very unique way. It, it's, it's, a, it's a prequel that did everything really well. And going off this, the premise of the movie is really interesting. So you have Bardock, the father of Goku, he and his crew just annihilate this planet of these psychic um, aliens, and he gets cursed with the power to see the future, and he spends the film, like, seeing these horrific visions of um, of his planet being destroyed, and he's just powerless to do anything, and it's just about him trying to, like, not only deal with, like, knowing that his planet and everybody he cares about is gonna die, but, like, him as a person and how he's going to how what he's going to do in these last moments how he's going to define himself and it's just such a cool idea and surprisingly deep for uh something that's dragon ball z related it was this and there was another special called um the history of trunks which is super depressing but really good and it's like that was like it took it to a different level that was um surprisingly deep and nothing's really been able to top those two so for me number three the psychic visions that uh, Bardock has, where he sees Goku's future and everything else, really ties the whole movie together, and, you know, I, I thought it was a nice touch. Number two. Frieza is just as fantastic of a villain as I remember from childhood. Especially, you know, having that original voice, which is the same voice as Genkai from Yu Yu Hakusho. 
it's so much more fitting. Like, I feel like the new voice they have for Frieza is just, like, generic villain voice. I am evil because I am the villain of the show and I will murder things. Like, come on now. Genkai's voice, though, so much better. I, I kind of like the Chris Ayers one just because he's supposed to be, like, this sophisticated, aristocratic kind of villain. But it's definitely two different things, and I grew up with this one, so I'll always prefer it. So, and, and Frieza just overall is, is uh, a great, great villain. By far the best DBZ villain. Number one. Fuck you, sir. Bardock is a really cool character. I mean, he's he's a fun guy, and he has this wonderful redemption arc and that changes him throughout this movie. And, you know, that, that brings me into my bottom three, which, for me, number three... It's a very short movie, per se. It's only 50 minutes long, and so at times some of the character development seems rushed, but as in my number one, Bardock is developed very well, even though there's only about 50 minutes in this movie. Yeah, this is technically a special, not a movie, but it, it's a movie. Like It's, it's, it's not an episode, it's a movie. Uh, number two in my bottom... Frieza's henchmen are just a bunch of pussies. I mean, they keep talking about how weak the Saiyans are and everything, and then Bardock just, like, shows up and fucks them all up. Like... Yeah. Just, like, plows through, like, an army of them, like, without even trying. And then number one, for this being a, a, a Dragon Ball Z special, I, I am not a diehard Dragon Ball Z fan. I didn't grow up watching every episode I could like Paul did. Like me. You know, but to me... This did not have enough action, and there was no yelling of special attack moves. Like, how can you have any kind of DBZ fight without one special attack move being being yelled? It like, turns out they still work even if you don't yell their names. Like, yeah, there were some one-liners when they went to use moves, but it was you know Frieza wasn't just like planet destruction ball and then boom. <laughs> Like, no, nothing. He just laughs maniacally. Bardock blast. Bardock bomb. <laughs> Bardock beam. But yeah, I just. I, I'm, I wanted. I, what, are, what are some of these special attacks? Bardock bar structure. <laughs> Ape smash. <laughs> Monkey punch. <laughs> so, what are your bottom, Paul? My, number three from my bottom is. I've said this before about this series, and I'll say it again. Power levels are fucking bullshit. <laughs> like, it's just, oh, I can't beat this person. Wait, my power level skyrocketed for no reason. I got mad enough. It's like, everyone's, like, somewhere between, like, a Buddhist monk and the Incredible Hulk with how these things work. Farmer with no, gun. Yeah. That's power level of five. <laughs> like, makes absolutely no sense. Or, or was it five, and then with gun, he went up to 20, like... I, I'm not sure. They didn't really say if the gun was level 5 or if he was level 5. So <laughs> it might have been like, well, I know Turtle was 00.001, so maybe he was like somewhere around that and gun is 5. <laughs> so number 2, the Canassian alien race, the ones who can see the future, they are like, oh, we, oh, we see the full moon just like in the vision. We've prepared for this moment. So they get ready to fight the Saiyans. What do they do? They launch, like, a straightforward attack at them. It's like, you had this time. You literally saw this happening. And you prepared by just, like, launching a normal attack. Like, 
they're setting up traps or like you know maybe getting off the fucking planet they're like oh we prepared for this let's just shoot them randomly <laughs> it's like they're just the most incompetent alien species and number one so my number one actually doesn't have to do with this movie it has to do with like a result of the popularity of Bardock's character so I love this movie, I think it was very well done, and our special, whatever you want to call it, but it spawned two really terrible, like, sequels slash retcons, one of which was the absolutely abysmal movie of Episode of Bardock, where turns out Frieza didn't actually kill Bardock, he got somehow transported to the past and fought Frieza's great... A great grandfather. Time like, travel ball. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> and like, he becomes legendary Super Saiyan. It's so fucking stupid. And it kind of ruins the legacy of this. And then the whole thing got retconned in um, a comic called Dragon Ball Minus, where, which then became the opening to, Dra uh, to Dragon Ball Super Broly, where the whole story of Goku just becomes essentially Superman, where he's sent there by his father to save him instead of, you know, going to destroy another planet. It's just so fucking terrible. And it just ruins the legacy of this movie for me in a lot of ways. And unfortunately, it's it's due to the fact that Bardock was such a popular character that they made such shitty, like, see, like things that came after this, like subsequent films. And yeah, that's, that's my number one for my bottom three. Something we really didn't talk about, except for the yelling of attack names, which doesn't happen in this movie, is the dialogue here. So let's give ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war. Quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth. You tell us who had the better quotes. I'll get started off with, Sir, it's the full moon, just like in the vision. You have the power now, too. I wouldn't know. I'm not wise. Doesn't take a whole lot of brains to be a great fighter. That was from my crew to you. Oh my, this is stupendous. Wow, what a show. That ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this movie, special, or anything else you'd like to say about it, please leave it in the comments below. It's time to give our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a 3 out of 10. I gave it a 1 out of 10. So, Bardock, the father of Goku, is a great backstory to the father of Goku. It follows the fun character of Bardock as he transforms from Frieza Flunky to hopeful savior of the Saiyan race. It has all the charm of Dragon Ball Z, but with less action than I'm used to seeing. Unfortunately, it's not canon anymore due to the Broly movie, or so I've been told by our resident Dragon Ball Z expert, Me. Paul. But nonetheless, it's a fun, interesting addition to the Dragon Ball universe. So, usually, I absolutely hate prequels. They're predictable, you know which characters are gonna die, you know which ones are gonna survive. You, it's a setup to what comes later, and it's usually not very fun. However, Bardock the Father of Goku is surprisingly a really good film. It tells a story that we all already know, but for in a, in a unique, by an, in a unique perspective. It's told, told through the perspective of Bardock, who's cursed with the ability to see the future by an alien, or the last of an alien race that he murdered. From there on, Bardock is just plagued with these nightmarish visions of his home planet, Vegeta, being destroyed by Frieza, juxtaposed with visions of his son growing up to be a great warrior on a 
on an alien planet and one day growing up to be the savior who defeats the tyrant Frieza and avenges the Saiyan race. In the end, Bardock realizes that he's doomed to this fate, but he chooses to redeem himself, fighting to, to the end against fate and choosing to be different from Frieza. It's overall a really good film, and it's surprisingly pretty deep for a Dragon Ball Z film. Whether you loved it, hated it, want to have more fun, or forget about it, we always have ways to drink away this flick, drink away this flick. So come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away this flick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll give you some drinking games for this film, but remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time you see a female Saiyan, take a drink. Number two, every time Bardock's psychic powers activate, take a drink. Number three, whenever Frieza laughs, take a drink. Number four, Anytime someone uses an energy attack, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's Childhood Memories Month, every time something happens that should kill a character, but doesn't, take a drink. Every time baby Goku is crying, take a drink. Every time someone thinks Bardock is crazy, take a drink. Every time someone yells, Frieza, take a drink. And every time an alien species that isn't a Saiyan or Frieza is on screen, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else Beamer related, you live comedy on iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us beamerbros gmail.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com, that's beamerbros, follow us on Twitter at beamerbros, and my personal Twitter at beamerpaul. You can check out all of their content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website beamerbros.com. We have new shows each week. If you want to help support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links are provided below. We've come to the end of week two for Childhood Memories Month, so let's rank our films. Uh, for me, in the number one position is Jingle All The Way. Uh, I thought it was fun. Sinbad was awesome. And it, it's relatable. Number two, Barnack, The Father of Goku. While by no means a bad movie, it, it, it is great, but just not as fun for me. And I don't have the nostalgia factor that Paul does. This one's actually really tough, because I recognize in order to really appreciate Bardock, the father of Goku, well, I think it's a good movie on its own, you can really only experience it at its fullest if you were a fan of the series, so while I like it better than Jingle All the Way, I'm actually going to put it at number two, and put Jingle All the Way at number one, which is a fun Christmas family movie, which I normally don't like those kind of movies, so that says a lot about this about it. So, as we continue down our childhood memory lane, it's my turn next week, and we're going to be taking a look at a movie that I used to watch every Friday because my brother wanted to, Cats Don't Dance from 1997. I've never heard of this film until you told me about it. Yeah, I found that out with, like, most people that I know. That this is one of those movies that's kind of unknown. So, Cats so, Don't Dance and All Dogs Go to Heaven. Yep. Guess that's how nature works. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Get on the next